1: I well, my next guest is on his way to Italy next week. Roll, maybe even one other city, to see Bruce Springsteen live. He's been on quite a bit these days with all these cases. Joe Takapina is going to join me at 725 this morning. Of course, uh, the e. Jean Carroll verdict, just a couple of days old. And now Daniel Penny in court this morning. His attorney, Tom Knipp, will also join me today. But Arthur Idolo, one of the best in the business, if not the best, right there with Takapina. And uh, he's got his own thoughts on this beautiful Friday morning. Artie, when are you going to, uh, to Italy to see Springsteen? Is that next week? Well, first
0: of all, I'm a little annoyed. You couldn't have just thrown me on yesterday for two minutes where you could have done the whole week? I mean, <laughs> why did you have to break up the street? Yeah, you're right. why did you have to break up the street? You're right. It would have been, uh,
1: it would have been all five days. Chris Takapina tells Joe, hey, Artie's on almost every day. Where are you, Joseph? But he's busy these days. In fact, he's going to London uh, this weekend to see his grandchild for the first time while you go to Italy, then- I believe.
0: No, 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 no. He's going to London to see his grandchild, and then he's going to Italy to meet me. Right. And we're going to see Springsteen together. So it's, uh, That's awesome. It's amazing, though, if you want to see how life works. And it, I don't know if it's a little different now because of all the ways we have to interact with people. But when you think about it, I know Takapina since 1979. I mean that's a long time yeah. for us to still be. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's not like we're just kind of like acquaintances. Like, I, I mean, we're going to go up, see a concert together in a foreign country. It, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, some, it's, it's it's cool. Show. And last night, I'm in the middle of a, the Catholic Lawyers uh, Awards at at Garjulos, and I get a text from Bruce Sharrett, Please call me. Like, and another guy knows since 1979, you know he actually knew much better than I did. And he's a Hollywood guy, and he just landed a new uh, thing with um, De Niro. And that did, I don't know, they're doing some sort of organized crime version of uh, Christmas Carol. And he got signed up, so he was half in the bag, all excited. <laughs> yeah. So it's amazing how, it you is. know, Sid friends, you got – these are all your friends, like Dollar, Dacopena, Bruce Sharon. These are people you know for literally over 40 years, and that blows my mind sometimes. Well,
1: it all goes back to one place, and that is poly Prep. For folks that don't know, Arthur was in the class before me, my sister Lizzie's class. But every morning, there were four of us who carpooled together back in the fifth grade. There was a kid named George Small – there was Sid Rosenberg, there was the aforementioned Bruce Charrett, who lived on Bedford Avenue, and there was Joseph Tacopina. So me, Tac, and Bruce carpooled together every day, dating all the way back to nineteen seventy nine. So it has been a long history. We're all really good friends to this day. That makes I me spoke power. to
0: all three of you yesterday. I spoke yeah? to you yesterday, I spoke to
1: you. That's yesterday. awesome. That's that is crazy, awesome. Right? It is crazy, and then and then look. In all seriousness, you know, you talk about the biggest attorneys in the country today. We're also friends, you and I, with Jose Baez and Takapina down in Miami. He's an impressive guy, but really, you got to start with you and Tak. So where you guys have uh, ended up from 1979 in Diker Heights is uh, pretty amazing, and I congratulate the both of you. I love you both, but I do want to get to this uh, Neely story. I called into Katz yesterday, and uh, Rita asked me, surprise, And again, I'm not Judge Weinberger, I'm not you. But uh, of course, I'm not surprised. There's no way in a million years Jordan Ely ends up dead. You got nights and nights of riots and protests in New York City, and no one's going to be charged with anything. There's just no way. Do you agree with that?
0: Well, I mean, I I, I think I like said those people who stop the trains and stop stop the, uh, traffic and you know screw up us as regular citizens. I, I would, uh, if I was the D. I would be very heavy-handed with them. I have no issue with protesting, but you know what? You know the NYPD is in charge, and when it, where they tell you to protest, how long, you know, all that stuff should be permitted and to do things, not to stop a good man or woman who works for Con Edison or Verizon or whatever who's just out there breaking their butt, and making a buck. So those protesters that screw things up. I, again, I mean, talking about Neely, I'm a subway rider. You're sitting on that train, and all of a sudden it comes to a screeching halt, and you don't know what the hell's going on. I would I would really be heavy-handed with the protesters who screw up the city and our way of transit. Let me talk about two things. Number one, when I was on your show, the good thing about Alvin Bragg's office – and I'm going to give him all the credit, but I'll say his office, because I know there are very senior prosecutors working on this case – the good thing is, as I said on your show, the worst he should get charged with is manslaughter in the second degree, not manslaughter in the first degree, not any form of murder, and that, in fact, is what he's surrendering himself on, is manslaughter in the second degree, which on the list of homicides is the second to the lowest. It's manslaughter in the second degree, and then the lowest is criminally negligent homicide. Both of those, he's eligible for probation. He doesn't even need the DA's office per- permission, he could plead directly to the judge, and a judge, if had the, had the guts, could give him straight probation. So at least at this point, they're not overcharging the case. So that's in the positive column. But in the negative column, and this is what you should tell – you should ask Tom because I, I know Tom very well for a long time, and he's an excellent lawyer. Um, why, why do they have to do this, Sid? In other words, they could present this case to – without arresting him. They could present the case to the grand jury without arresting him. They could give him the opportunity to testify in front of the grand jury without arresting him. And then the grand jury could do what we call blow it out. They could say, hey, you know what? We think the guy actually deserves an award. I I, I
1: don't (laughs) think, look, look, again, I I, I did have one conversation with Kniff 8 o'clock last night that's off the record so i do know some things to what you're talking about which i will not share i'll give tom the chance to do that but uh, this was not discussed with tom and again i'm a layman you're a pro but i do believe the grand jury uh the grand jury doesn't want this because i don't think they can indict him i really don't so well, i don't so think they that, want to waste so
0: their if, time r- well so they but here's the thing the only way the only way he can be charged with manslaughter in the second degree is if a grand jury indicts him in other words, right now, these are initial what's called criminal court complaint charges. After he gets charged with these things, with it, with these two crimes – well, I'm going to assume it's going to be two crimes. We definitely know it's it's manslaughter of the second degree. The only way that sticks is if a grand jury indicts him. If a grand jury does not indict him, then there's no charges against him. So my point is this. You really only need to arrest someone like this if you think they're going to run. If you think they're going to flee and they're like, oh, like, let's see, Sid, he's supposed to surrender today. What are they going to ask for for bail? Are they going to be cool and smart and appropriate and say, Your Honor, this guy surrendered himself. We know his lawyer. We know he served our country. We're not asking for any bail. We're just asking to make sure he comes back to the next court date. That's the right thing to do. Or, or are they going to go in there? like jackasses and say, well, judge, this is a murder case. We want a million dollars bail and put on a whole show and appease those jerks who jumped into the subway, who jumped into the subway uh, and stopped the trains right, from running. Right. My point from a legal point of view is they don't need to, he doesn't need to surrender today because a grand jury has not indicted him. They could wait. I've had cases all the time, all the time. Here, here's the perfect example. Donald Trump. They didn't arrest Donald Trump first and then go in the grand jury and then uh, indict him. They went into the grand jury first, and then they arrested him after the grand jury indicted him. Gotcha. So that's, that's a perfect example. They didn't say to Takapina, you better surrender Trump. We're going to arrest him now. We're going to charge him with these crimes, and then we're going to go into the grand jury. That's not what they did. That's they should do the same thing with this guy as they did with Donald Trump. They should say to Neely, okay, we put the case in the grand jury. If you want to testify, come on in. And then, if the jury votes out manslaughter in the second degree, then you say, okay, come on in. We have to arrest you. And if they don't blow it out, if they don't indict him and they blow it out, then this guy never has handcuffs put on him and he goes on with his life. So, you know, let's see what the bail request is today. That's what I want you to listen to, Sid, seriously, today. And, and you can ask Tommy because he should know. Tom should know this morning on your show, do you know what their bail how much bail are they going to ask? Well,
1: he's going to know because uh, I believe as you and I are speaking, I believe he's actually uh, escorting Daniel Penny to the police department. Then he'll be arraigned after that. And Knit will go back to his office in the 9 o'clock hour, then call me about 940. So all these questions you're bringing up, we should have answers for by 940 uh, by the time he calls in. Now, there was a gag order last night. And uh, Knip was not answering anybody's messages except for mine. And there's a possibility he may come on this morning, author at nine forty, and say, "Hey, I really can't say much until Monday or Tuesday." That possibility exists, but but if he's willing to talk, I'll get you all those answers.
0: Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll talk because he, they can't be an official gag order because they're not going to see a judge until after lunch. The way this works is, it's just, he, we could use the Trump case as a perfect example. Remember. Well, no, the president came in around whatever, 11 o'clock. Here, he's going to come in early uh, right now. They're going to fingerprint him. They're going to take his picture. He's, he's He went to a precinct, not to the DA's office, oh, the right. way the president did. Right. So he's at the precinct, and they will put handcuffs on him to escort him from the precinct to the courthouse. He'll sit in the back of the courthouse. He'll go to on the first floor. That's where they do criminal court arraignments in 100th of Street. Um, probably the chief administrative judge, uh, Kevin McGrath. For criminal matters, will be the one who does the uh, arraignment for him, and that'll probably be done right after lunch. It'll be all very well choreographed. Those are all professionals over there, but uh, and you know, McGrath typically, this judge is typically kind of heavy-handed when it comes to bail because he's a very law and order guy. But <laughs> I could, I could see McGrath personally, not professionally, but personally, very proud of of Neely and rooting for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes very light on him if the DA's office asks for bail. In my opinion, they should ask for no bail whatsoever because this guy walked in. If he was going to run, Sid, he would have run right. a week ago. All right. week long he's had to run. Instead, he's, he's strolling in this morning to a police precinct knowing what awaits him.
1: Hey, Artie, as always, I can't thank you enough. Great insight here. I mean, really great insight. And four out of five days this week goes to show you, as we played Superstar by the Carpenters, to start the show what a superstar you are. So thank you for hopping in early this Friday morning. Great job. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks, bro. Congratulations again with the president. Yes, thank
1: you, job. buddy. I love you, Artie. Thank you so much. There he is, the great defense attorney, Arthur Idala giving you some real good information. Again, the retired Marine, Daniel Penny, about to surrender to the New York Police Department. Yes, it'll be out of precinct, not a courthouse. He's facing charges. The big one, manslaughter two, which is uh, reckless, not intent, which is, uh, of course, better than murder or manslaughter one. We will talk to his attorney, Tom Kniff, coming up at 940 this morning. Joseph Tacopina will also stop by next hour. So you will get the best coverage on this Daniel Penny Jordan Neely case right here with us on Sid and Friends in the Morning.